It's the second week of OTA practices for the Cowboys. What was the biggest takeaway from Thursday's practice? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Cowboys listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more at BlueNile.com. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on today, sir? Not a ton. We got some OTA notes. I'm excited to go over them. Uh, per usual, we will read too much or too yep. little into whatever we hear. So I'm excited to see which side we come out on. Yeah, so we actually didn't talk about our biggest takeaway from practice, but I've got a feeling that you and I are going to have the same one. So let's, let's go ahead and start. What was your biggest takeaway? I think my biggest takeaway, um, and, and I don't think it is the same thing, uh, I, because I think the biggest takeaway, there's lots of notes about what actually happened on the field. But to me, it was listening to guys like Zach Martin and um, you know some of the other guys talk about what happened at the end of last season. Hmm. Uh, I, I think that that was actually, you know, we'll talk about all the OTA notes. All of that's very, very important. Uh, I think, you know, none of it is going to be super unexpected, but I do think hearing them kind of talk about uh, their level of disappointment in the way the season ended last year. It was Zeke who was the other person who I heard speak about it. Uh, hearing Zach and Zeke both speak about <clears throat> the disappointment and how the team played down the stretch and, and how they need to be better about finishing. You know, we, we had our own speculation about what happened with this team or, or mm -hmm. you know, whether they were good enough or, you know, the consistency and inconsistency issue. So hearing them talk about it to me, uh, just kind of helped reaffirm that that's what we all agree is what happened is that this is a team that had a lot of high expectations, was set up well to go into the playoffs, uh, and then just didn't do what it took to win the game, and which is truly unfortunate. Yeah, I noticed that as well. I just from listening to Zach Martin talk, I felt a sense of urgency from him and yeah. Zeke, both those guys, and. It could just be they're you know they're getting older. Uh, yeah. Zach Martin is in his thirties now. Zeke Elliott, I think he probably realizes that you know he's going into year seven now. I believe yeah. like it's it's time to go. It's time to get past the first two rounds of the playoffs and actually make some noise. So uh, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I, my biggest takeaway is actually something that didn't happen on the practice field, but it happened on the sidelines. Michael Gallup. Yeah. Uh, the, the, honestly, that, that was the biggest takeaway for me. So if you didn't see this, Michael Gallup was at practice yesterday working uh, with Britt Brown on the resistance cords. Uh, he was at practice. Mike McCarthy actually praised him after practice, saying that he's been there almost every single day. Usually when you're working on the resistance cords, it means you're what one or two weeks away from getting back on the field. We know that's not the case for Michael Gallup, right? He's not going to be practicing in many camps, and we might not even see him at the beginning of training camp. But what it does tell you is that the rehab is going well, and I think the Cowboys are pretty optimistic that they'll have him early on in the 2022 season. 
I think I think we could say generally speaking, right? When you're with Britt on the cords on the field, and this is something, man, you know, Britt watch is is a is a thing, right? Like especially when you're a, go to training camp, uh, you, you you pay special attention to who's out there with Britt, who's out there working on the cords, and and I can tell you definitively that it doesn't necessarily mean like you know one to two weeks. But what it usually means is that you are kind of entering the last stage of your yeah. recovery, of, yeah. of your rehab. So uh, he could potentially be working on the cords for months. You know, it could be a month and a half. Right? It's just it's but, good to see here that he's at least at that stage. Exactly. Of the energy, right? Exactly. That's the point. The fact that he's already on the courts. We're not even in training camp yet. Uh, that to me indicates a good sign for the timeline being on the earlier side as opposed to maybe potentially creeping in into October. We don't know exactly. I mean, I'm not giving any kind of definitive answers here and no one on the, the Cowboys is obviously giving any kind of definitive answer here, but I, I do think it's hard not to see Gallup dressed out on the cords working next to James Washington, who's just working through some tendonitis stuff uh, and, and and not think that that is a uh, an optimistic and a positive sign for where his recovery is at. And yeah, again, just to kind of reiterate one thing you mentioned too, Mike McCarthy said that you know he does around uh, uh, just to kind of put some more details there. Mike McCarthy says he does around around the star every morning when he comes in, like basically hits up all the rooms, sees what, what's going on. He says that every single morning he went by the training room, uh, Michael Gallup was in there. So yep. Michael yep. is obviously taking this very, very seriously and trying to recover. And hopefully this him being on the cords is is a you know is a is a byproduct of all the extra hard work he put in this offseason. I do hope the Cowboys are really cautious here because sure. yeah, there's absolutely. absolutely no reason to try to rush him back for week one. I, I get that it's a big primetime game on Sunday night football against Tampa Bay, and you want to win that game. But week one has never mattered less. Like literally has never yeah. mattered less in NFL history. So don't try to rush him back for week one or week two. I, I just want him to be 100% healthy by Thanksgiving. Like when the games really start to matter, that's when I want him playing at the, his best. So I'm really encouraged that he's that he's healthy. Or no, he's healthy, but he's, he's working out. He's with Britt Brown. It seems like the rehab is going well. I, I do hope the Cowboys exercise some caution here. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, uh, it's hard to argue that Brett Brown isn't the best in the business. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, he they, they, he's just got scruples around the league. So you know, we're, we're trusting him on this timetable. And maybe, again, we're getting to uh, over our skis. Maybe it's yeah. this is, you know, maybe Britt's plan is, hey, no, he needs two two to three months on the cords. Uh, you know, and, and so if that's the case, you know, you're, you're looking at you know September, potentially at the end of September. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, look. Middle end of September, I'll take it. That's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, considering oh, the yeah. fact that we were considering it October at the earliest, uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take a, a Gallup missing only two to three games as opposed to four to five. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break to tell you guys about Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find Julie as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple, uh, simply everything online that you need to pick out the right diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will help. Well, then, excuse me, uh, handcraft a perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind, 
Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Cowboys listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. Again, promo code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every single order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So that way, if your significant other picks up the mail, they'll have no idea. So go to BlueNile.com today. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. All right, a um, couple more things I want to get to. But first, I, I got to read this tweet because I thought it was perfect. Uh, from John Machota yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys safety, Malik Hooker, had the play of the day in team drills picking off Dak Prescott's pass across the middle that Semi Fahoku dropped. Uh, it, I mean, I had a snarky little response to it. I said that basically sums up all three players, right? Dak delivers a perfect, perfect pass, Semi drops it, and Malik Hooker... Is in the right spot at the right time? Of course he is, like he always is. So uh, I thought that was interesting. The bigger story that I wanted to talk about was actually the first play of team drills uh, yesterday. The Cowboys used Tony Pollard as their slot receiver with Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. Landon, that's something you and I have been kind of talking about, uh, hypothesizing about over the last couple of months, and now we're seeing it on the field. Yeah, again, like, you know <laughs> – we're, we're not going to crow that we were correct or any of that stuff yet because it's still very early. We still have hurt wide receivers. This Again, I'm cautiously optimistic. This is, this is again, another step in showing that they're serious about this. Uh, even, I think, a little bit in team that they, they had Pollard out running wide receiver routes uh, and basically coming in as, as a slot receiver. So um, I, I think it's, a, it's fantastic. You know, again, uh, we don't want to get too uh, overly excited about what we're seeing because we we know that the, the wide receiver injuries could be a, a part a part partially yeah. driving this, um, but I do think it shows that they are pretty serious about at least getting him some experience here so that they can use him in that way. Now the question becomes, like, how often are they planning on using him like this? Right? Like, like is, is he the this... full time slot receiver? If mm-hmm. if CD Lamb is on the outside kind of doubt that's going to be the case but could he play 10 percent of his snaps in the slot sure yeah i mean i think it's it's about like how many of those uh what would normally be t- you know that, this is what's tough right is that how, how many of these 10 10 personnel uh, group you know per, how what percentage of 10 per- personnel group is going to reduce into 20 personnel yeah. Right. As a, as a, you know, and, and, and it's going to look exactly like a 10 or 11, except it's going to have a, a running back playing the, the slot receiver. It's the formation will look similar. It's just the, the numbers that are going to look weird. So um, I, I tend to think that this is a, a great way to get Pollard the, the, the kind of increase in touches that they want in a safe way. That's also not going to put a bunch of wear and tear on his body. Hopefully. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll continue to monitor this throughout the offseason, but I think it's fair to expect that Pollard's going to see more targets, more snaps out of the slot. they got to find a way to get somebody else to football in space that can make plays, and I think Pollard can do that. We should mention the other receivers because you mentioned the injuries. James Washington out of his walking boot, not quite ready to practice yet, uh, but it sounds like uh, for their mini camp that they have, I believe it's next week or the, the week after, he'll be ready. Jalen Tolbert has a hamstring injury. He took some some reps as a punt returner on Thursday. I would seem very optimistic that he'll be ready to go next week. Um, Sibi Fahoku, TJ Vasher, and CeeDee Lamb as your receivers uh, for Thursday's practice. Interesting. 
Yeah, because I think Noah Brown actually had something too, didn't he? Like, wasn't mm-hmm. he missing some time? So, yeah. Uh, and and I think you meet. Uh, I think you you know you you mentioned uh, Fahoku and the drop the, that actually I think if I heard correctly, he dropped and then Jordan Lewis tipped it into the air and then Hooker got the interception. So it was kind of a bouncing around. Um, so uh, I think uh, I think it's you know it's a good sign uh, that that these guys are getting their hands on, on the football. It's not a great sign that Fahoko is yeah. dropping footballs. I, I will add in though, that he did apparently have a pretty good practice outside of that in another drop. He's he just somebody that catches. needs every rep, right? Every he, yeah. he's just so raw when it comes to football. This is probably great for him. Like this, you couldn't ask for a better setup for him, right? He gets to practice yeah. with Dak against the number one corners. Like this is great. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I, I, I mean, it, clearly what this guy needs is consistency, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think you know, that's based just based on that practice. You can tell he had apparently two great catches and then two, two drops, you know, one that turned into an interception. So uh, all these guys, and, and, and frankly, you know, that's why I, I see all these articles, all these tweets about why aren't they using this money that they've got? I just think that they want to get their guys, these reps right now and, and, and see what they have. And then they can kind of determine, you know, if they need to use some of this money to go get, uh, you know, a, a wide receiver or a tackle or, you yeah. know, whatever. So well, I think that's what we're seeing with Fahoku it, and Vasher. You know? It's going to be great that they're going to know for sure on Fahoku by the time we get to camp or by the time we get to week one, right? Like if he doesn't make plays with all these opportunities and if he doesn't get more consistent, wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys just move on, right? Like they just mm-hmm. caught him before week one because they can find somebody else that's, more reliable or somebody else who offers more as a special teamer. But if he does really improve and all these additional reps in the offseason help, you know, maybe, maybe he could be your next wide receiver three. And maybe he gives you more athleticism and more ability to make plays after the catch. So this is just an awesome opportunity for Fahoku in year two. Yeah. The, the, the opportunities are wide. He, he could be any, if he has a great camp, he could easily, you know, slide into wide receiver three early in the season. Uh, if he doesn't, he could be cut, you know, because uh, Noah Brown can do his job. I think they would like Fahoko to kind of take that job from Noah Brown because yeah. he would be a cheaper option. Uh, but but he's got he's got a ways to go. I kind of view Fahoku's spot on the team as like the last receiver that doesn't have a ton of spe- special teams duties, right? And if Fahoku can't take the job, that's when I would expect the Cowboys to go out and sign T.Y. Hilton or Julio Jones, or insert veteran receiver that doesn't play special teams, right? I think they want him to take that spot. You know, it's when you start talking about these guys, what becomes difficult is you have to start doing the roster math of, do you have enough linebackers uh, playing special teams? Do you have enough cornerbacks playing special teams? You know, if, 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 that was the issue at times last year is that some of these guys at positions like linebacker, you didn't have also playing special teams. So that, you know, required that you had to have extra wide receivers playing linebackers, you know, or playing special teams, that sort of thing. So uh, I think it's interesting that Fahoku and and Brown to a certain degree, their roster spots are also going to be tied to how much need there is left over for special teams once, you know, the, the linebackers kind of get sorted out as to who's playing and who isn't playing special teams. Exactly. All right. I want to talk about the offensive line, but before we do that, let's tell you guys about bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, news and odds. 
Plus, they've got the NBA Finals matchup, NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, MMA and UFC. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, talking about the Cowboys' offensive line, Tyron Smith back at left tackle uh, for OTAs. We can we can calm down. We're not going to have to cut or trade him. It's okay. It's it's not a serious injury. He's back on the field. Um, but Tyler Smith, the Cowboys' first round pick, did get some snaps at left tackle just to kind of see where he's at. Uh, any any thoughts takeaways there? I mean, Tyron, watch. Thank God it's over. Uh, you know, it's it's. I'm glad to see that he was back out there. I'm glad he was healthy. I, I wasn't terribly concerned about I'm speaking of Tyron. Um, you know, I wasn't terribly concerned about it. Uh, Tyler, you know, it's good to see him getting out there and playing some left tackle. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I think, you know, one of the things you actually heard Zach Martin talk about was, um, you know, the benefit of being able to play on the same side and moving outside and inside and, and the, the difference, the, the difference of the footwork there being very similar, um, you know, and, and he brought up a very good point that I, you know, I can't believe I hadn't brought up yet is that, you know, when you play all on one side, all of your run run blocking footwork is exactly the same. Oh yeah. That guard and tackle, there's no difference. So uh, really the only different thing you have to worry about is kind of your angles, your footwork into the pass protection, dealing with, with, with rushers in space. So this bit. is all what's say in your stance, just a little bit of your tackle. Oh yeah. A little bit sure. Wider. Yeah, or or just a two versus a three point stance, depending yep. on where you know, where you're playing. So, uh, yeah, I think that those are going to be the kind of things that he focused. You know, the good news is that it's he seemingly is getting pretty good reviews from from folks. I mean, I, I know that he went as as a tackle, he went against Parsons at one point and was able to kind of slow him down, which was something that other guys weren't able to do. I think he he did kind of uh, get hung up on a on a Dorrance Armstrong uh, snap previous to that. Yeah. But the reviews at guard are really good. You know, I mean, it yeah. sounds and like even Mike McCarthy is that he he thinks he's more of a natural guard because of his power, right, and aggressiveness. I think the Ron Leary comparison is strong. You know, because he he comes into the league with a level of strength that uh, is kind of rare. You know, like yeah. you just don't get a lot of guys that come into the league that are that strong. I mean, it usually takes being in an NFL program. Uh, to kind of you know develop that level of strength. So if he could come in and and you know avail himself of of the power that he has up front, uh, and then just kind of learn the 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 required footwork for pass protection and inside at guard, you know I I certainly especially if they could find another solution uh, at tackles at down the road some point, mm-hmm. I, I would not at all be surprised if he ended up staying at guard, uh, just because I think his his physicality his skill set really lines up well there i think he could play tackle with some time but i i mean i i've i've always really liked the idea of him inside at guard simply because of his playing style yeah i i agree um i do want to say it is kind of funny that whenever we get a positive tyler smith nugget of information people will tweet at me see i see you were wrong you hated that pick it's like well we haven't even put on pads yet. We haven't even seen oh, a yeah. video of a pass block rep from him in a mm-hmm. Cowboys uniform. So it's a little early, guys. Listen, this I'll is take all... victory laps with you guys. It's just a little early. 
And to be clear, this is all secondhand information. We're, we're oh, analyzing yeah. information from from beat writers who may not even know what they're looking at. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So we we try to we try to you know parse it as best as it, we can with the guys that we trust. But yeah, we're we're not making declarations on these players right. yet. All we do is to steal the, the great line from Sigmund Bloom. We're just looking for drum beats, and it seems like through the first two weeks of OTAs, the reviews have been pretty good for Tyler Smith. It hasn't been like he's been overwhelmed. Or it's they've been abusing him in practice or anything like that. It seems like the the coaching staff and the rest of the players are cautiously optimistic about him going forward. Uh, I'll use another Sigmund Bloomism. We're we're peeking through keyholes, you know. Yeah, like we only, we, see a we, bit. Yeah. we only see a little bit. The information we get is very curated for us. Uh, so you know, as training camp approaches then it becomes more difficult for them to hide, you know, we, cause I'll be there. We'll see this, you know, that yep. sort of thing. But, but for OTAs, as of now, the information we're getting sent to us is very much filtered through multiple sources. And the only other thing on the offensive line that I want to mention were, were a couple other players lined up. Connor McGovern yep. took second string reps at center. Thought yep. that was interesting. Matt, well, let's go. The Cowboys fifth round offensive tackle from North Dakota. Played on the left side, once again, left tackle. And then Josh Ball playing right tackle. Seems like the Cowboys are pretty set on that, right? It seems like they want Ball to kind of win that backup right tackle spot. And I think they view Willetsko maybe as a left tackle only in the NFL. And <clears throat> frankly, I agree. I, I, I just don't think he's got the natural power and leverage yet to be a right tackle. Well, I think it goes back to what we just talked about, right? That it's easy to learn it's easier to learn one side and then stick to that side than trying to flop back and forth. And, and I think that this is a more uh, logical way, I guess it's not, it's not the way that you would uh, you know, necessarily want to construct your roster. If you're trying to keep the offensive line numbers down, you would, like yeah, I don't think Michael McCarthy believes in one swing tackle. Yeah. Like, hey, that's if, what I was going to say. If, yeah. If, if, Maybe more that's – I should rephrase it. He doesn't believe in a long-term swing tackle. Like I think last year they had Ty Nasecki. They needed to get through a game. They would have him, right? But I think if Tyron were to miss four games, I think they have a plan as to who would play left tackle rather than having one guy try to learn both spots because that's just so incredibly hard. And I think that this is this is a maybe a better way to do it. Look, I mean there, the disadvantage is that you probably need to carry – one more offensive lineman than you're than you normally would, or you carry one less interior offensive lineman than you normally would, with the idea that some of these guys can play both inside and out, right? And I and I think the teaching aspect of it means it's what we just talked about. You get to work on one side, you learn that one side, and and that way you could focus on honing your technique as opposed to trying to split your time trying to learn the technique from from the left-hand side and the right-hand side. It, I think it just gives you more opportunity to kind of concentrate your reps at the position that you're going to play at. You know, I think some people are are kind of eyeballing this situation, uh, eyeballing the situation, uh, and, and 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 like and getting too focused on, you know, starters and backups and 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 you know, oh, well, let's go is ahead of ball because well, let's go is the left tackle, you know, and ball is the right tackle on the second team. I, I just don't think that's what it is. I think what it is is that they are just you know having these guys choose a side of the offensive line and then having them focus on that technique so as to get that down. So when they need them, they can use it and not like having to. Yep. 
you know, split their time between two different basic positions that they have to learn. I think Except for Connor McGovern. They don't care. Go ahead and learn three different positions, McGovern. Well, uh, I think it's different when you're inside. I, I mean, it I is think, a little you know, easier, but yeah, I think, you know, I just don't think they, I don't want to say they don't care about Connor McGovern, but I don't think he's in their long term. Well, I also think that McGovern's in a different spot in his career. You know, yeah. like you're 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 not wrong. I, I think that McGovern is probably the 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 you know smacked around forgotten stepchild, a little uh, bit of the whipping boy in the offensive little, line. Like, hey, we we need you to play center this week. We know yeah, that you but, haven't done it in two years, but come on, let's get, let's go do it. But, but at the same time, like there he is. You know, he's been in the league for three years now. Like he, you know, this is his opportunity to get on the field. So well, and to be fair, this is probably what Connor McGovern's going to need to do to stick around in the NFL, yeah. right? Like if he wants yeah. – somebody might pay him next year to be a starting guard. We'll see. But he could have a long career, like a 10, 11-year career just being a swing interior guy. Those guys last for a, a long time. And you're – and fullback too, right? Uh, and fullback so, There you go. Just play yeah. all those interior spots. You know, I, I do think – that's why I do think it's a little different for him. Like he's not learning the position or uh, learning the playbook like, well, let's go and uh, and Smith and, frankly, Ball because Ball had a redshirt year. He's been he's been playing and practicing for multiple years now. So he, he, he should know all three of those spots and he should be – well, at least he should know guard and – right guard and left guard yeah. and then learning center. So we'll see. He's, the center position is interesting. We'll see how that all plays out because – Farniak is obviously still a guy that whose name they want us to keep kind of mentioning because they keep whispering it into the wind. So they've got Tyler Biotish, Connor McGovern, Matt Farniak, uh, James MC, and Alex Lindstrom. Five centers competing for it's, one center it's spot. It's the opposite of last year, right? Where they, they didn't have any center competition. Now they, I mean, they got all the centers. Every available center is, is here for competition. So uh, any other OTA notes? Because that's all that I had. Kelvin Joseph got rolled up on, uh, it sounds like, but he sounds like he's okay. Uh, there, he was in the locker room later, and he kind of gave everyone the thumbs up, so it sounds like he'll be okay. Um, Parsons sounds like he's still Micah Parsons, so hooray for that. I like, I love the little brother rivalry between Demarcus Lawrence and uh, Micah Parsons about who's going to get more sacks this year. It's, I did it's too. really fun. Um. Yeah, I don't know that there's there's too much more. It sounded like uh uh you know like little things like uh uh you know there there was the, the energy was good on the defensive side of the ball yesterday. I, I heard someone mention that uh, Tra- Trayvon Diggs has kind of stepped up uh, and yeah. being kind of an emotional vocal leader for for the for the defense a little bit more. Uh, you know, we saw a little bit of curse as a blitzer, uh, for, apparently, which was very effective. This, you know, look, the Cowboys have a ton of guys who come after the quarterback, and and from an, uh, multiple different spots. So uh, it's going to be great to continue to watch that. Um, I, I, I think I that was else. it. We didn't get a ton of stuff yesterday, yeah. but that's because uh, Gelkin was out. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah, because Gel- yeah, Gelkin go enjoy your honeymoon. Have his honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he got married a couple years ago, but yeah, he, yeah. he's it's been a little bit delayed. That's that's really the the reason we didn't get as much. So, congrats so. to Michael Gelkin, but we yeah. missed you yesterday. We love but. Michael Gelkin; he's incredible. Yeah. So, uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen of the day. Now, for your se- second listen, check out the Lockdown NFL podcast. Follow Locked On NFL every day at the on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The same places you get the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Check us out on YouTube. You can check us out on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. 
You can check out Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be right back here on Monday to cover all of the latest Cowboys news.